Hello, everybody. Radio. Okay, I guess that's going. I don't, I don't know what that is, but so there's no intro tonight to Wager Vision. Things got messed up on the board uh, and other reasons. This show is going to be a little bit shorter than normal as well. It's only going to be a half hour. Maybe we'll go over 15 minutes to the 45-minute 40, mark. Uh, no intro. I know you all love the welcome to Wager Vision intro, but <laughs> that's, that is not going to happen tonight. Uh, once again, welcome back on a, a fabulous hump day. Uh, we're going to be talking more about the NFL, NBA, college football, everything. Uh, recap the week that was uh, in our pick five. I went five and zero. Oh. You guys are welcome. If you favored me, or if you followed me, I know some people who were on my Ole Miss trip with me who took all my bets and hit it one big this weekend. Uh, so congrats to them. And now we can also talk about our picks, uh, our new structure of the show. Uh, but I want everybody to say hello to to people real quick. So Cam, go ahead, bud. What's going on, guys? Uh, my name is Cameron. You can follow me on Twitter, at Cameron Covers. I'll tell you, it's been a very long week, and I'm happy to be here talking sports betting with you all. Paul, how about you? How are you doing? Doing great. How's it going, everyone? Uh, I had a few bets go my way, um, just sort of that I made last minute, which is always nice. was on the right side of the skins this week for the first time in decades. So, uh, yeah, I'll take that. The first place Washington Redskins. That's Four right. And two. The, biggest, yep. the biggest lead in the division other than the Rams in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. And I, uh, I think it's a, a product of everyone else in the NFC East out stooging the Redskins. They're winning by three points every, every, seemingly every week. But for now, they're sitting at top of the NFC East. So I'm going to enjoy it while it lasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's so the thing to do. To re- uh, since we have a shorter sh- show this week, I'm just going to recap real quick what our picks, in case you followed us. Uh, last week, for my $500 pick for the Pats, I won. $400 pick. Bikes, I won. $200 Oklahoma minus eight, I won. I lost my $300 bet on Oregon. I lost my $100 parlay for a net total of plus $700. Cam won his $500 uh, over of the 46 of the Vikings, which he's super proud of. He won $200 on Portland versus the Lakers. His $100 bet will not come into effect until March, so stay tuned. I'm sure you're all on pins and needles out there. <laughs> and his $300 uh, Ravens bet loss, um, giving him that total of $400 for uh, winnings. Paul, $300 bet one of Kansas City, $200 bet of Colorado plus 15 and a half. Barely stuck that one out. $100 win on the Skins. And he lost his $500 Chargers bet and his $400 under his hockey bet. Uh, net total minus $300. So, other than that, anything you guys want to say about your picks last week? Uh, just a shout-out to the Skins. I had multiple units on them um, because I needed to make up quite a bit, and they made it happen. So, thank you for the phantom snap and fraction call. And... The upright in Landover, upright in Landover, Maryland. Very much appreciate it. <laughs> Cameron, um, I've got nothing to say about my picks last week. I'm definitely happy the Redskins came through as a fan, and was watching that Vikings game when it finally hit the over about halfway through the fourth quarter. Kind of breathed uh, a sigh of relief there because of all the flack I got last week on the show. But finished the the week in the black, so happy with that, plus 400. 
All right. Well, other than that, let's get back to the new structure show. Uh, go ahead, Cam, and give us this week's $500 pick. Sure. So, as Boomer mentioned, the show's going to be a little quicker, so I'm just going to kind of breeze through this one. My first pick for 500 wager vision dollars, I'm going to the NFL. Mm-hmm. Colts at the Raiders. I think Boomer's going to like this pick a lot. Colts are laying three on the road. I love the Colts here. They're my best bet. And let's talk about Indianapolis first. So after four straight losses, man, what a perfect time to play Buffalo. They trampled all over the Bills. They won 37-5. to Andrew Luck was efficient. He went 17-23 of for just 156 yards, but he tossed four touchdowns. It looked easy all night. And the running back, Marlon Mack, he continued his strong season. He ran for 126 yards on 19 carries and got himself a score as well. And for Indianapolis, despite being 2-5 and five on the year, they're only two games back of Houston in their division. So I think motivation is definitely there for them to continue to climb in the standings. Now we got to talk about the Raiders, the lowly Raiders. They're off a bye. Last time we saw them in London, they lost 27-3 to versus Seattle. And I think the wheels have come off for Oakland. Um, they're 1-5. The $100 million investment in John Gruden has not paid off so far. He's been unable to resurrect Derek Carr's career. And now the quarterback is answering questions about whether or not he, he teared up during the game. I mean, just ridiculous uh, reports coming out of the locker room of, of meltdowns. I don't know how there couldn't be. I mean, they just traded Amari Cooper. I think that signals to the team that they're done on the season. And hopefully they can use that draft pick to find a – New edge rusher, which they desperately need after they let go of Khalil Mack. I love the Colts minus three here. What do you guys think? What do you think? So, I, yeah, I, I would agree with you. I think the Raiders, they've got all sorts of locker room issues right now. Um, it seems like we're not really hearing about the football they're playing, but all the, instead what's sort of happening in the media and what John Gruden has to say and, you know, how many – first-round picks he can collect. And honestly, if you combine the Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper trade, you get three first-round picks. Not a, not, I mean, not great that Khalil Mack is gone, but I didn't think he would get a first-rounder for Amari Cooper. Um, but, yeah, I don't see how you can put money on the Raiders right now. Um, they are underdogs at home coming off a bye, so maybe they can kind of come together. But from all the reports, from pro-football talk and everything, it doesn't seem that way, so... Uh, I would agree that maybe the Colts keep it going. They got a lot of momentum after a massive win um, against the uh, horrible Bills, worst offense in decades. Um, <laughs> but they still ran the ball really well. Um, and, yeah, I would say they look to be that. <laughs> it just always does. I mean. <laughs> the, All roads lead to narcissism. We have to talk about the Bills. <laughs> right. I mean. Scored five points. Look, I, I don't want to talk about them too long, but all I'm saying, the Colts steamrolled them. They can probably do that to another horrible team and, uh, yeah, trim that lead in the uh, AFC South a little bit, depending on what happens. Boomer, I'm sure you disagree. What do you have to say? Nope. Nope. It's uh, one of my picks later. I'm not going to give it out yet. I 100% agree with you. I hope we get Nick Bosa. Um, I'm like I said, we don't have as much time today. That's that's all I really got to say. 
All right, well, then if we don't have a lot of time, I won't grill you because a couple of weeks ago, I remember you telling me the Raiders were completely live in the AFC, but due to time restrictions, <laughs> we have to move on. So why don't you go ahead and give your $500 pick? Uh, for me, I have Wisconsin versus Northwestern under 51. Uh, Northwestern has been awful, but both teams play solid defense. Neither team will really run up the score. I think Wisconsin wins by a large margin. I don't know if Northwestern scores at all in the game. Uh, 51 is a lot in this total, so my $500 bet is under Wisconsin, Northwestern, 51. Nothing? Nothing for the peanut gallery? No. All right, Paul. All right. Uh... Give your $500. I like the Bengals minus four and a half at home against the Bucks as my $500 wager. Um, Bengals coming off a uh, loss in Kansas City where they got pummeled. Um, I think they rebound at home. Andy Dalton is not playing in prime time. Um, it's a defense that they can certainly put up points against. Even though uh, they got killed, he still had good chemistry with A.J. Green. Um, I like the Bengals to rebound. I think it's a must-win for them. Otherwise, they'd fall to 4-4 four and four after a good start. Um, I like the Bengals. Tough place to play, especially during the day, it seems. That's just how it goes with Andy. Uh, so, yeah, give me Andy Dalton over Jameis by 4.5. I've actually got the other side in this game, and it's my $200 pick, so I'll just go ahead and give that. Paul, I, I'm not buying the Bengals in the spot. I think they're a I think they're a phony four and three. I mean, I'm looking at their losses to the Steelers and Panthers. That's fine. They're good teams. But some of their wins, I, I think, are, are pretty cheap. Their win over the Dolphins, the Dolphins were up 17-0. And then, you know, somehow Cincinnati came storming back. They got help with defensive touchdowns and all this, uh, you know, turnover nonsense. They backdoored Atlanta, probably bottom three defense in the NFL. And so – uh, they also were able to beat the Ravens on Thursday night as the home team. I think that's kind of a cheap win, too. So because of that, I think we're getting value on Tampa Bay. And then my main factor here is injuries. I'm looking at the injury report. Cincinnati has 11, 11 players who did not practice on Wednesday. Tampa Bay only four. And the players not practicing for uh, Cincinnati, these are key contributors like Gio Bernard, Fontes Burfick, Drake Kirk, Kirkpatrick wide receiver John Ross, a couple of offensive linemen. So I, I think that's going to be a huge factor in the game. I think there's clear value on Tampa Bay plus four and a half. Okay. Yeah, for me, uh, uh, I actually – last week I came after Cam in a lot of his picks and uh, ended up being right about coming after Cam. But I'm with him on this one. I like Tampa Bay. Wait, plus hold four on, Peter Ryan. Well. I, uh, plus 400 all week. <laughs> and, and look, look the, the Tampa Bay game – they they got a push, all right. So they got a push. I didn't profit there. It didn't oh, lose. See, had, but I if you watch the game, the Tampa ground, Bay so was okay. Okay, but okay, but Tampa Bay was clearly the right side. If you watch that football game from start to finish, they were clearly the right side, and and they were moving the ball. They made Baker Mayfield look very uncomfortable. Sacked him a couple times. I understand that you got the win with plus three and a half. That's great. Congratulations. But I, I'm okay right. with, with getting a push there, and I think Tampa Bay is clearly undervalued. <laughs> I'm talking no, but, more about the Baltimore Ravens that you guys told me I was nuts that I like the Saints. But um, that's, that's all right. Well, let's stay on top. Let's, sti- let's 
stay on point here Tampa. in this I like, game. I like Tampa plus four and a half. Jump on the Tampa Bay train. Jump on in. I am on it. Uh, the Bengals. There's there's um, plenty of room. <laughs> I like Bengals to win the game. I like Bengals to win the game, but I don't think in any way, shape, or form they win by four and a half. Uh, I think it's going to come down to the end of the game, and whoever whoever has the ball is going to win it uh, by one or two or three. You know, uh, I just don't see anybody winning by more than four. I definitely don't see somebody winning by five. So, sorry, Paul. I'm going to hop on the cam train on this one with the four and a half. All good. Okay. I mean, we'll see what happens. I let, I think the Bengals just have a good bounce-back game, and uh, I don't trust Jameis. He turns the ball over, but we'll see what happens. All right, so did everyone get their $500 picks in? That's right. Yep. All right, moving on, 400 Who Should I start? Yep. All right, I've actually got a game that's going on right now, and I went ahead and texted my uh, co-hosts of this pick before the game so they knew I wasn't cheating. This one's in the association. I've got the Wizards at the Warriors. The spread is 10, but I'm more interested in the total, which is set at 236. And a half. I think that's out of control. I understand that scoring in the NBA is way up this year from about 212 per game to 225 per game. But key factor in this game, Golden State's elite defense, fourth in defensive efficiency. Washington, not bad either. They're eighth. And if you look at Golden State games last year, they were covering the totals. Uh, or they were, the totals were going under all year, 56 and 46 to the under and all about that home court defense that they've got. And other key in this game, Clay Thompson. He's going to be covering John Wall. Clay Thompson, elite defender. John Wall off to a slow start this year. I like the under, 236.5, Wizards at Warriors. What do you all think? Yeah, for me, I almost picked that exact same game. I went with a different one, but I actually completely agree. I don't think that they scored enough points. They're not a high-scoring team, and Warriors play better defense than most, even though they put up a ton of points. Um, but usually against somebody like Washington, they end up just winning by so much that Washington, you know, gives up pretty much in the fourth quarter, doesn't put up any points. That's why I really like the under of the game. And, yeah, Paul, have you been keeping good. any kind of a – been keeping an eye on the NBA so far early in the season? Uh, no, not too much. Um you know, being in Philly, I follow the Sixers a good amount. But I think what I'll do is uh, let you hop on the NBA train for a bit, and then once you get uh, once uh, once you hit your stride, I'll go ahead and uh, start following you on that. Um, until then, can't really make any picks myself. Hey, what Sounds very very responsible of you, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> what was that, Boomer? What was the number that you got on for the under? Two thirty six and a half. But, yeah, I would say that's the right thing to do. So so many games left in the NBA season. And, I, yeah, I would just, you know, watch for a couple of weeks, see which teams emerge hot, see what kind of surprises we see. There's going to be a team that covers a boatload of point spreads like the Celtics or the 76ers last year. And you can identify those games, those teams early, and then just kind of pick your spots. So I'd say that's a good strategy, Paul. Yeah, got to stay disciplined and uh... – yeah, just, you know, look out for who has good home court and that sort of thing and game a day or something along those lines. 
Game of day. All right, what's your what's your yeah. uh, $400 <laughs> pick? Uh, I'm going with uh, two teams who I have a tough time being on the right side of, but I'm going with it anyway. The Skins are Pick'em in New York uh, against the Giants. I'm kind of surprised by this line, but I'll take it. I'm going to take the Skins. Um, it makes me nervous. I don't think this is a sharp bet, but I just, I'm going to ride with the Skins. I'm gonna ride with the Stop. skins. Um, Stop right there. <laughs> That's all you need to say. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, I I think they're gonna get to Eli. Um, it was a porous game in Atlanta with Eli, um, and seeing what the skins did to the Cowboys and their solid defense with a- with Adrian Peterson getting going. I mean, Alex Smith didn't look great, but I'm taking the skins in a low scoring game. And because they're a pick 'em, I'm going to take the team that can move to five and two in the NFC East. Uh, give me the Skins in the Meadowlands, and uh, I think the Giants' misery continues as they fall to one and seven. I just think it's becoming more and more ridiculous that the Giants didn't draft a quarterback. I mean, they're completely stuck with Eli Manning. I know he was able to move the ball a little bit last week. They're putting up yards. They're putting up yards in the passing game, and Saquon Barkley is definitely making some plays, but you have to score points. That's all that matters. When you get in the red zone, you have to score seven, not three, and they're just not doing that. No way in hell I'm going to bet the Giants, and so I'd have to agree with you, lean with the Redskins, but I am worried just because, you know, it seems like a, a spot where they could let me down, where they've let me down in the past, and Alex Smith hasn't inspired a whole lot of hope. He's just not taking a whole lot of chances, which is exactly what we expected from them when, when they made the trade for him. So, um, yeah, I, I got to lean with the Redskins. What about you, Boomer? Well, I guess we're, we're all in agreement this week. We went from last week fighting all on every pick to this week agreeing. Uh, it's actually, well, the Bet the Board podcast doesn't have all, all the lines yet to be able to pick your pick five, but I picked my pick five off the lines that were available, and I have the skins that I picked them as well. So I just think that, uh, you know, the Giants are doing the same thing as Raiders. I think they're done. They need to get, they need to tank to get Justin Herbert from Oregon. They have to get a quarterback, or they're, they're just completely done for for the next couple of years. Um, I don't think there's anybody in free agency that's going to fix anything for them. I think they need to get a young quarterback to go with the running back. Odell's going to probably have to – you know, be pissed for one more year unless Herbert just plays unreal. I think uh, he fits in Shermer's offense very well. He plays in that kind of offense already at Oregon. He's a big dude. He's 6'5 and extremely mobile. I think he, I think he can fit right in and uh, be a fit for the Giants if they can hold on to that number one pick. And if they can't, then I think they're in a lot of trouble. I'm fading the Raiders because I think the signal that the team is sending by trading Amari Cooper is, is definitely one that they're giving up on the season. The Giants are shipping players out of town too. I mean, they traded Eli Apple and defensive tackle Damon Harrison. So, I mean, to me, if I'm in that locker room, that has to show me that they're tanking. Is that the only thing you can get from that? I agree. That's what I'm basing this off. There's no way they can win another game uh, because you never know what the Raiders would do. They might trade their car and take Justin Herbert. Like, and the Giants need him more. You know what I mean? So, I just I just think the Giants have to compete with staying with the, the number one pick. Wow, so you don't think they're going to win another game the rest of the year? 
Well, they definitely can't do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't want anyone to catch them for, for watching <laughs> the play NFC. Play by ear, my man. <laughs> Maybe they can lot of bad. Maybe there are a lot of bad teams, so it's yeah. I mean, there are a lot of bad teams, so it's it's competitive down at the basement, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, they've got to out most Arizona. Teams, <laughs> well, most of the bad teams have a quarterback already. The thing is, the Raiders have a quarterback, but the question is, are they going to hold on to him? So that makes it scary for the Giants. That's the only team they really have to worry about competing for. So you better hope the Raiders don't get the number one pick over you, because then you're going to have to talk about trading with the Raiders. Uh, to get Herbert, giving up more stuff that you are trying to build for right now for the future. Like, you know, it's kind of a wishy-washy thing. I think, seriously, the Giants have to play by ear. they got to tank. They can't win a game before the Raiders and then go fall to the second pick, I don't think. Yeah, that's a good point. Those are the two teams that down there really desperately need a QB. So, good point. Okay. Where did uh, Snacks Harrison go again? Damon Harrison? He went to Detroit. Okay, just wondering. Yep. He went to college football at William Penn here in Iowa, if that's what you wanted to know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. No, I'll take that. I like those little tidbits of knowledge. Yep. All right, my $400 bet. Another college football game. I know you guys don't care. It's SEC country where I was at partying this weekend, and that is Vandy versus Arkansas. Arkansas is just a... Terrible-ass team. They are no good. Uh, Vandy is okay. The record is not great, but they've played a lot of tough competition already. I like Vandy at Arkansas, minus one and a half uh, to win this game, cover easily. That's my $400 bet for the weekend. I like it. I don't have any reason why, but it sounds good. (laughs) I love it. I'm looking at college football. You You guys are just like, I like it. I like it. Well, I'm looking on uh, pregame.com. It's where I, it's one of the websites I get my lines at. And so it has Vanderbilt yeah. minus one and a half currently. And it says that they opened up at plus 21 and a half. I'm sure that was a glitch. Some random like small station casino opened up the number, put uh, hung a 21 yeah. and a half on accident. I really hope that someone was able to grab a hold of that. That would be sweet. <laughs> that would be pretty awesome. Yeah, in my college uh, pick that I lost last week, that far away, the only game I lost in that was Iowa because they shut Maryland out hardcore uh, for my over-unders. All those high ones flew over. Uh, or actually, Ohio State barely went over, but that 70-some one flew over. Um, but the Iowa Hawkers had to go out there and blank Maryland and just keep jumping up the rankings for this big game against Penn State this weekend. Nice. All right, so that does it for our $300 bet. You're up. And moving on. Actually, yeah, because I gave my 200 All right, so $300 bet for me, staying in the NFL. 49ers at the Cardinals. This game is pick them. 42.5 is the total. I love the road team here. I love the 49ers. I think Arizona is the worst team in football. Maybe, you know, Buffalo, them two are competing for, for that title. But if you look at Arizona's stats, last in the NFL, net yards per play. They got smacked by Denver. As the home team on Thursday night football, forty-five to ten, and the rookie Rosie, Rosen, he looked awful. He threw three interceptions, and the Cardinals dropped to one and six. San Francisco, on the other hand, same record, one and six, and obviously a disappointing season with Garoppolo going out. But if you watch the games, I, I think they're able to move the ball pretty well. 
uh, outside of, of, of last game. And I think because of that, they, they've got a real chance to, uh, you know, kind of gain some momentum here. Look at their next four games. San Francisco plays Arizona, Oakland, the Giants, and the Buccaneers. I have to think that Kyle Shanahan is going to have his guys motivated, thinking they can win a handful of these and build some momentum headed into the draft for next year. And then the last point on this, Arizona firing their offensive coordinator, Mike McCoy. They put in Byron Leftwich to call plays. They've got a rookie, rookie quarterback, a rookie offensive coordinator, and a rookie head coach. I'm going to fade that every single week. Give me San Francisco. Pick them. They're going to win the game. I like that. I like the uh, fading the new 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 play caller and uh, rookie QB. Um, I forgot for a sec that Byron Leftwich took over play calling. Um, I think Arizona may have won the first meeting between the two teams. They but did. Yep. I okay, but I I agree with the Niners on the road here. Um, feel like the Niners have been in games lately. I mean, they almost stole one in Lambeau. Um, and I, I think Kyle Shanahan will have him ready and uh, maybe harass Rosen a little bit. So I agree with that one. Yeah, I just think that the Niners, they're, they're definitely a team you want to look away from when they're playing in prime time or, you know, big games on the road. Playing the Rams last week, that was just, you know, too big of a moment for C.J. Beathard. But I think, you know, on the road, staying pretty close by in Arizona – not a whole lot of people are going to be watching this game. I'm sure this is going to be the lowest, rate, lowest rated game on the slate. Not a whole lot of pressure. Like you said, I, I have a lot of faith in, in Shanahan to be able to scheme up some, some route trees to, to get C.J. Beathard going a little bit. So, you know, it, it sucks betting on a 1-6 team, but I think the best time to do it is when they're playing a team that's even worse than them. So, yep, I love the 49ers here. What do you think, Boomer? Uh <laughs> This is not good that we're agreeing so much today. I actually have them again in my something is bad is something really bad is going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> we're going something five and zero or zero and five. <laughs> yep, and so I like to begin. It's another game I had ready for my pick five, so I've already given up three my pick five. I got the Colts, Colts minus three, Redskins Niners minus one. Uh, we got two of my pick five left to get out. Uh, but I agree with you, but. Uh, uh, keep keep it going. Go quick. We only got like uh fourteen or seventeen minutes left of the show. Uh, Paul, shoot. Go ahead, Paul. All right. I like. Uh, I'm going to college. I like Virginia Tech minus three at home. Um, Lane Stadium will be bumping in uh, late October. I honestly don't know too much about either team, but I think Virginia Tech's got their rook. Uh. So it's Virginia Tech minus three against Georgia Tech um, okay. in Blacksburg. Um, back Backup quarterback in for Virginia Tech, but he's looked okay, although he is a little pouty. Um, and uh, I think Virginia Tech stuffs the run a good bit, and they win by maybe a touchdown or two. Yeah, so for me, I watch a lot of college football. Georgia Tech is a team where if you let them get out ahead with their running game, you're in a lot of trouble. Uh, but if you have a good coach, it's easy to scheme against because it's the same thing over and over. It's that veer, triple option uh, style of offense. So every once in a while, they break out big games and score a ton of points. I, I think if anything in this game, I would like the over. I don't even know what the line is. I honestly don't. I would just like the over. Um 
for me, I, I wouldn't be able to agree with you on Vacek minus three just because of the backup quarterback. He has been playing better than expected, um, but I'm just not positive on their defense, and that's why, if anything, I'd probably go with the over. But at home, minus three is always probably a good pick. Okay, yeah, I remember I was on the wrong side of the uh, Georgia Tech Duke over, so for that, I'm staying away from it. But, uh, you know, sometimes it just sticks bad, just tastes, uh, just sticks with you badly. But, um, yeah, so, but I think the old uh, total could be a good play as well. All right, do we do all our 200s? No. Three hundred. My, my yeah. 300 is the Colts minus three at the Raiders, which we already all talked about. So, uh, and Cam already gave it out his two hundred dollars. Cam for plus four and a half. So let's already hop right back to the fall for his. <laughs> all right, uh, two hundred. I'm given a uh, total in the NFL, fifty six and a half. Packers at Rams. Um, Rogers versus Goff. Packers are plus nine, which enticed me, but because of their defense, I decided not to. So I'm going with the over. Um, I think. Todd Gurley is going to continue what he what he does, just run, 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 score one, two, three touchdowns. Um, I think Rodgers keeps him in the game. I don't see him letting this uh, turn into a blowout in L.A. Um, I think it'll be a very good game in the afternoon time slot. Um, and, uh, yeah, 56-and-a-half, I think it's continuing to rise. Um, so give me the over, and I think it'll be a very good football game. Um, Packers couldn't stop stop C.J. Beathard, so I think they will have a tough time with Goff, Gurley, Cooks. Um, Cup might be out, but we know all the weapons that they have. So, yeah. Is is 56 and a half the highest total you've ever taken over in the NFL? It is, but I feel very confident in this one. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Then why didn't you make it your $500 pick? (laughs) Well, I don't know. I just did it because <laughs> I'm because I'm gonna go five and zero, oh, so it's not gonna matter. All right, all right I there can respect go. that. I like the confidence. There you go. <laughs> Boom! Right in Cam's face. I mean, I can't say that I disagree. I just asked if he'd ever bet over that amount. I've I've got a pick on the on the side, but Boomer, why don't you catch up with your two hundred dollar pick? Um, I I. Can't disagree or agree with your pitch. I think the Packers will be down big, and then they'll just put up points at the end of the game because the Rams won't care anymore, and that's why it'll probably end up going over. Um, my $200 pick, uh, and I already actually won. I texted these guys earlier because it was about to tip off. Uh, it was under 220 and a half, New York versus Miami. It didn't even get into the 200s, so easy $200 win as we start the week off. Um, I can already cash that in the bank. <laughs> that already hit. So. Very good. I guess we're going to our $100 now. <laughs> and like I said, I got a pick in the Green Bay LA Rams game, and I'm going to take a flyer here. You know, you guys know that I like to get cute with the $100 bets. I'm going to go ahead and take Green Bay on the money line, plus 350. And, you know, I obviously <laughs> like the plus nine and a half as well, but I'm going full money line and Here's why. Green Bay is off a bye, and they're just one game back in Minnesota for the NFC North. I think they're fully motivated here, trying to play catch-up. And Aaron Rodgers, with that knee injury that he had early on, looks like the knee brace is going to come off. That's going to help help mobility. And then let me rattle off a few stats that are going to help me feel better about this. 
Packers 11-4, and four, ATS off a of bye. They've been covering spreads left and right off their bye week under the Mike McCarthy era. Packers five straight wins in this series versus the Rams. And for some reason, the Rams haven't been able to play the NFC North very well, just 3-11-1 versus the NFC North. And last at, LA Rams just 4-8 and eight versus winning teams. I don't know why. It, it kind of flies under the radar. It's hard to beat good teams in the NFL. And even with the Rams' high-flying offense the last two years, they've struggled against elite teams. And I think the key here is going to be Green Bay. If they can run the ball, if they can get their uh, you know, running back by committee involved, Rams' defense allows 4.7 yards per carry, so I think there's a weakness there. I think Green Bay has a real, real shot here. And so for that, I'm going to take him plus 350 on the money line. All right, lots of value there. Um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say, you know, lots of value, but it's very hard to imagine. Um, but you'd have to think that the Rams train stops somewhere and maybe Rodgers and company come in and do it. Uh, doesn't have a ton of weapons there at wide receiver with the exception of Devontae Adams. But um, you never know. I mean, I've got faith in Rodgers. It's just sort of something that's embedded in my brain for better or worse. Um, and I think... At plus three fifty, you know, it's well worth it for your hundred bucks. Yeah, and I, I, I think the Packers, my, their back is a little bit. Oh, go go ahead. No, go ahead. Go I ahead, was Boomer. Just saying that I like the plus three fifty. I was just saying I like the plus three fifty as well on a hundred dollar bets. I always go to a value thing, which I did a value thing, so I can't knock it. I actually thought about doing it just to do it on my own bookie website, uh, just because there is a chance. I mean, at some point. LA has to lose, but I just but I do I it's worth the shot. Yeah, and I know Mike McCarthy has been saying it week in and week out. Every time they lose, the press asks him about, you know, getting the running game involved. I think they finally do it here. Like I said, the Rams running defense isn't all that great, kind of in the middle of the road. And I I think the only way Green Bay wins this game is with ball possession and making sure they get uh obviously 7 points when they get to the red zone. But, yep, I'm looking for Aaron Rodgers to come out firing. I think he's going to be, uh, you know, one week healthier, and hopefully he has that added mobility without the knee brace. So it's certainly a flyer. I think plus 9.5 is, is certainly a safer bet, but I'm going for it with plus 350 here. <clears throat> nice. Uh, for my $100 bet, I, am, I like the Vikings uh, on Sunday night. It's uh, – Mini, it's the first game they've played since the Minneapolis Miracle, obviously, um, except it's Kirk Cousins instead of Case Keenum. Um, Saints are coming off a very important win in Baltimore, a game that could have gone either way. Um, we all know that Justin Tucker missed uh, his first extra point in about 250 tries. Um, but I think the Saints travel again and aren't able to get the job done uh, in Minnesota. I saw it go up to minus one. Originally, it was Pickham, so a little money coming in on Minnesota, um, maybe just because they're, they're at home and uh, Cousins and Thielen are rolling right now. Adam Thielen uh, has had seven straight 100-yard games. Uh, I think they keep that going. I think it'll be a fantastic game. Um, maybe the Vikings have the, lo- the ball last and come out on top. Are you worried about revenge at all? Playoff revenge? Um, yeah, sort of a little bit. I mean, I know Sean Payton is the type of coach, of course, you know, very competitive 
nature um, that obviously has not forgotten that. So I'm sure that creeps into the minds of not only the New Orleans guys, but also um, Minnesota trying to defend their turf again. Um, and that's why I think it'll be a great game. But I think Minnesota will be just as ready. Um, that's almost just a big a motivational factor to do it again. Yeah, yeah. for me, for revenge, uh, I, I just don't see it in the NFL. NFL's not like college football where, uh, you know, you're, you're really trying to get revenge back. Because if you lose a game in college football, you know that that could hurt you from anything. And I get it, they didn't make the playoffs. Now, if they would have lost it at home, the Saints, like if they lost it in New Orleans and now they're in New Orleans, I'd say the revenge factor is big. But going on the road to the other person's home where they beat you, I think it's a lot harder to get up for a revenge game in that matter. For me, I, I actually like the Vikes as well. It's another one of my pick fives, uh, so I can't disagree with you. Yeah, I think that's a good point because, you know, most of the advantage of being in a revenge spot is probably that home crowd getting into it and, you know, disrupting the, the hard counts and all that. So, yeah, I think you're right. Being on the road, you don't get as big of an advantage when you're in a revenge spot. Um, how about the total? Paul, do you have the total sitting in front of you right now? And which way would you be leaning? I, I'd have to go over just because I think, uh, you know, I took Minnesota last week over. I think their defense is overrated. And obviously the Saints can put up points. So how about the total mm-hmm. in this spot? I, be- I, I believe it's 52 um, last I saw. So And that's not even that's that an- high anymore, right? No, it's it's really not. It's just a number that makes me sort of nervous um, for a Vikings defense, but they don't have they're not playing the same way they did last year. Um, right. So it's it'd probably be a good play, but and especially it seems like the Sunday night games are going over at a rapid rate for whatever reason. For uh, my hundred dollar bet, I already lost. I bet Boston would win by three, and they got really close. Mookie Betts in the bottom of the seventh, or, yeah, bottom of the seventh, hit the very top of the green monster, almost went up by three, and probably would have closed it out just like they did. They won by two. Um, I was living on the edge. They put 100. Uh, it was plus 600 for Boston to win by three. If I would have done by two, I think it was plus, like, 350, so the value's not quite as good. It's still decent, but um, I went for it and thought I was going to get it, and Mookie Betts just barely missed. That would have been a hell of a victory, but so I'm already one for one of the week, uh, and I, I lost that just barely, but it, it came really close for me. It was right, while, oh, right before we got on the whole podcast. I like that, yeah, bet, though, the pleasers in baseball where you where you lay, you know, two or three runs or whatever, and you get a nice plus price. So interesting way to get out of yeah. game. Yeah, I really like that too. I thought plus six hundred was phenomenal. Um, it sounds like it nearly hit, uh, but that's—I mean, plus six hundred is, is amazing. I thought it would—that would be closer to plus three fifty or something. But so I can definitely see why you took it. And uh, unfortunate that didn't hit, but I guess that's how it goes. We had a, a few a few of them go off the green monster today, which I guess is normally how it happens. But I definitely uh, I like the pick as well. Yeah, so the reason the value is so high is that you have to win exactly by three. So, like, it isn't a three-point line. Like, if it goes oh. over, you don't win. Oh, it's not they a pleaser. Gotcha. Exactly by three. Yeah, so it's okay. exactly by three. That, that's the okay. mistake gotcha. there on that, why the value is so, okay. so high on it. 
okay. that's why I was saying it was Understood. so close because Mookie is that's why and then the, if they closed out up three, it's a huge win. Uh, but it didn't it didn't come through for me. Um but other than that we probably have maybe four minutes left. Is there anything you guys uh want to say or talk about? Uh I already said pretty much my pick five. Once the lines come out, I haven't gotten it in. I don't know if these lines are for sure what it's going to be, but Colts minus three, Redskins pick them, Niners minus one, Vikings minus one, and I took the pass minus 13 and a half on Monday Night Football against your circle of the wagon, Slow Bills. That's uh, definitely – you'll definitely be on the right side of that one. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, definitely don't see the Bills covering, don't know who's starting. It's going to get ugly, but – the fans will hopefully have a great pregame. And, uh, yeah, just another uh, lovely day in Orchard Park. So, and shit. <laughs> At least you yeah. can hope for a good a good tailgate, right? <laughs> right. I mean, the best chicken wings in the world. Um, I love my blue cheese. It's just, we just suck at football and, uh, you know, all sorts of shitty front office things that we could get into, but no reason. (laughs) Yeah, Paul, I think you mentioned it earlier in the show, but it really, you know, we always talk about parity in the NFL. It sure seems like there are a whole lot of crappy teams this year. I mean, just going through the divisions, you've got like two or three crappy teams in every, you know, Niners, Cardinals, uh, you know, Bills, Browns, I'm not all that confident anymore. It only feels like there's a few premium teams this year, so kind of a, a change of pace for me because typically with the NFL, it seems like there's so much parity and so many teams feel like they have a chance to make the playoffs and go to the Super Bowl. Not seeing it this year. I really only have confidence in teams like New England, the Rams, the Chiefs, so on and so forth. So, Yeah, I definitely agree with you. There don't seem to be a whole lot of teams that uh, you can confidently say are going to make a late run. You'd have to think someone will throw themselves in the mix the second half of the season, um, you know, perhaps the Eagles, the Packers, teams that haven't looked all that stellar but have been there in the past. Um, but, yeah, right now they're only about three or four. So it's it's been a weird year, but very bottom-heavy, I would say. Yeah, other than that, yeah, I, don't, I don't really have anything else. Uh, go to prosportsextra.com and check out more stuff to We The Fans Network on Instagram. I I don't have Instagram, but I do stuff with We The Fans, and I sent them videos and stuff from my weekend down in Oxford. It was a drunken, awesome time. Uh, I recommend if you've never been to Oxford to go one time, hit up the tailgates, hit up the bars. It was a really great time. Lots and lots of beautiful women there, so it's definitely worth the trip just for that. Uh, but other than that, I got nothing else. You guys got anything? I'm good. No, Everyone enjoy your weekend and win some bets. Yeah. yeah, and hopefully next week we get back up to an hour long and have our intro back and and uh, can argue more. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we'll shoot for, for sure. <laughs> all right, later, fellas. Have a good one. We'll see you all in the future. All right. See ya. See ya.